am I? Good morning. I'm Judith Lay, welcoming you to Praise, the program that connects faith and daily life. We're now in the church's season of Advent, the weeks of December when the church asks us to prepare for the great feast of Christmas in a way that doesn't involve money or any material things. Advent is the Latin word for coming, and there are three meanings of coming that Christians are thinking about now. The first happened about 2,000 years ago, when Jesus came into the world as a baby, lived as a man, and died in order to open up to us the way to an everlasting life. Christians believe that there will be another coming one day, when Jesus returns not as a baby, but as a king, with a kingdom that has no end. But there's yet another coming, and it's happening now. In all the noise and busyness that surrounds Christmas, Jesus wants to come quietly into our lives with gifts that are free and last forever. Gifts of love, joy, peace and hope. And they come like a candle's flame, small and silent, but steadily driving out the darkness and showing us something wonderful. Rejoice, rejoice. 
a favourite Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that recording by the Robert Shaw Chamber Singers. My guests today are well-known local people whose deep personal faith is the driving force behind their desire to serve others. Reverend Alex Brown does this in his capacity as pioneer minister, working with and for the people of Douglas. And later in the programme, I'll be talking to him and Oliver Cheshire of Douglas Town Centre Management about something really special happening soon that we can all share in. But first, let's welcome Karen Norton, who occasionally joins us on the programme to talk about Café Lingo, a group she started following a conversation with Methodist local preacher Mrs Elaine Christian, who felt our churches were ideally placed to offer English language teaching and general support to people coming to live here to make the most of their new home. And so, making good use of Karen's skills as a qualified and highly experienced teacher, Café Lingo was born. Based at the Promenade Methodist Church here in Douglas, the group meets on a Saturday morning. But as Karen reminds us, there's much more to Café Lingo than just learning language. Well, that's right. Obviously, they do need the language in order to be able to communicate, but it isn't just about the language. About 50% of what we do is to do with helping people to socialise, helping people to integrate. On an island, I think we take a lot of things for granted that are happening. We just know that they're there. But people who come fresh to the island, it's tricky to find these things out. And so we provide that information where we can in a way that's accessible to them. Well, the first time that I came to Café Lingo popped in one Saturday morning towards the end of the session and the the big hall upstairs in the prom was full of people. Everybody was having such a good time. There was a lovely, happy, relaxed atmosphere and people from all different countries and also different ages. I spoke to a youngster, he was a teenager, and then I spoke to quite a mature lady. So you've managed to make it a meeting place for everyone. We do aim for that from pregnant ladies, newborn babies, right up to senior people. Everybody is welcome, wherever they're from, whatever language they speak, whatever age, whatever faith, no faith, they're all welcome. I think that is quite an important point to make because it's on church premises. It's part of your Christian calling to naturally reach out to people. But this is for absolutely anybody at all of any religion, race or whatever. Yes, that's right. Because we welcome the stranger and we try to support them in whatever way is needed. In order to, to sit and chat with people, even in small groups, you need quite a lot of volunteers. We've actually got a team of wonderful volunteers. The way that Café Lingo works is that it's broken into five minute slots roughly so I'll teach something for five minutes and then the students will practice something for five minutes but they need volunteers there with them round the table to support them and the volunteers are wonderful they do support they are sensitive they do respond they'll let me know if there are any issues and they're just brilliant I can't praise them highly enough the cafe lingo sessions actually follow the academic year don't they so you have yes. breaks at, at Christmas and summer and the, but you encourage your students to keep coming to the coffee morning at the promenade because there's always somebody there who will chat with them so some of the volunteers go to that as well even outside formal lessons don't they they do I think it's important in the summer we remove the rotor for Cafe Lingo because the volunteers need time to enjoy the island themselves. But the students need continuity and of course there are always new people arriving on the island and they need a first point of call really. So we do that every Saturday morning throughout the summer and also throughout the other holidays we're there. 
I do think it's important that we show people what is there. We have taken them around Douglas to show them government buildings, the job centre, the banks, the leisure areas and so forth. And we also did a day out in the summer when we took people to the south of the island, Craigneesh, the Sound, Port Erin, just to help them to see what's there and what they might not necessarily find initially on their own. We recently responded to a need that arose because we had four students and one volunteer pregnant. Some of the other people there were a bit worried because they thought it might be infectious, but we reassured them on that. So we we responded to this with the help of Wendy from Compassionate Isle of Man and Corrie Munch, who is a member of our church, and set up a Cafe Lingo pregnancy group. That involved inviting people like a health visitor, a midwife, a life coach that could help them and respond to any questions that they had. We've actually closed the group at the moment because the ladies are either very, very heavily pregnant or having babies. We've had a boy, a girl delivered so far and one imminent. Um, And that's been a lovely group because they've built friendships there. It makes you apprehensive being a a mum for the first time, being pregnant for the first time, not knowing what to expect. But to do that when the dominant language is not your own and when there may be significant cultural differences in the way birth is managed, that that would be quite daunting for some. So we provided that service. Another need that arose was for a senior lady, actually a German lady, who didn't have the opportunity for various reasons to practice her English in between Café Lingo sessions. And she tried um, using local libraries and found that either the books were too difficult or if it was a children's book, they really weren't interesting for her. So we did a bit of research and found that there was a good series of books um, by Oxford University Press called Bookworm. And we're gradually buying sets of those at different levels. So we've got our own mini library at Cafe Lingo made up of those books and also modern classics and some children's books as well. And it's being well responded to. There's an element of competition there as well. Some people like to get through their books really quickly. Do you find that you're bringing technology more in now to the way that you're teaching? Well, we are actually. Since October this year, we've had a projector and a sound bar. And this is a really good addition to what we're doing. It enhances things a lot because everybody can see the same thing at the same time, which means that they can can respond more quickly in greater depth with each other. It also keeps the pace of the session going and allows us to maintain the level of humour by introducing funny little video clips that are actually supporting the specific language that, that we're introducing. And I'm so pleased that buying that was supported. The church supported it and also Manx Telecom. They had a scheme called It's Our Community and they were giving grants to community groups for specific things and they actually gave us £500 towards that and we really appreciate that. It's an excellent base. Prompt Church is an excellent base. Oh, it really is. The top hall is so good. We have the main area where people have room to discuss in small groups but we also do activities where they have to get up, move around, ask each other questions 
questions, uh, which is also part of the socialisation process. Tea and coffee's at hand, so they're not cramped. But there's also a mezzanine area, which is in full view of me and the other volunteers, which is our children's area. We've got a, a soft area. The children can play on the floor or they can do artwork at the table. And we're really lucky that we have a qualified and experienced nursery nurse, Jill, who is there almost every week to help and support the children and it's lovely to have the children there because they add to the atmosphere help to make it feel like a friendly welcoming place because we're happy with a little bit of background noise and a little bit of joy going on in there. <laughs> that could be your strap line for cafe lingo a little bit of joy going on and if somebody does have to miss a week or two they can still come back and pick up and it, it increases the challenges for them and for me if they miss a block of some significant grammar for instance but we're at great pains to let them know that they're welcome to come as it suits them Uh, so it's not only that they may be going home back to their original countries for a few weeks or sometimes people have work on a Saturday morning because we're there to accommodate their needs it's not about the way we organize things it's it's about them A big important thing that that we do is we link people up. We link people to organisations or to other similarly minded people. And it's all to do with community, people feeling they belong, people contributing to the place they live. There is pride going on there. People don't want to feel they're just receiving and they do want to give back. So we have students who are volunteers for places like hospice, Manx Blind Welfare. And we also have either fundraising or goods raising events where people can feel that they are contributing to to island life and to people whose needs are greater than their own. So we had Katie Farrell from Housing Matters with us about three weeks ago. And in response to that, we've now got two boxes set up for our students and volunteers to donate goods. So for Housing Matters, it's things like toiletries and for the food bank, obviously it's food. But they respond so enthusiastically and we usually end up with more than two boxes and things on the floor and things around the table and it's a job to actually load them into the car to take them to where they need to go and we think that's wonderful. Karen, Christmas, you've got a couple of specials. On the 14th of December at Cafe Lingo, we have a Christmas customs and food session where we encourage students to tell us about customs in the country that they come from. They may no longer feel they belong to that country, I've got to say, that the island is now their home. But it's good if they share the customs from their country and also encourage them to bring food along so that we can share that together. And that's really popular. (laughs) So that's going to be in in your home at the Promenade Methodist Church up in the Top Hall. And that's on, as you say, Saturday the 14th from 10 until noon. And it says in big letters on the poster, it's free. So anybody can come along. Great opportunity for people who just want to see what it's all about. Well, that's it. People may have heard of us, but not quite sure whether it's for them. And that's an occasion when they can join in in a very relaxed way and hopefully in an interesting way. And then you've got a Café Lingo Christmas Eve Meet and Eat. And this is actually a bit further down the prom at Jack's Restaurant, isn't it? That's right. This is in response to a need expressed last year, that there are people out there who've come from other countries who are a bit lost at Christmas because they're away from family and friends. They may work so hard that they 
have trouble integrating. So we thought we needed to do something about this. So last year we had our first Christmas Eve meet and eat, went to a local restaurant and invited people to come along to buy their own food and drink, but celebrate with us all together as a family. And it was very successful. So we're doing that again and we're doing it at Jack's this year. Actually, yesterday, Saturday, was the closing date for this, but you've extended it for anybody who's listening to the programme now, haven't you, Karen? So they need to get in touch with you on 458340. It's from 5.30 on the 24th, isn't it? Between 5.30 yes, and 8. 5.30 and 8. But the important thing is, if anybody wants to be part of that, quick as they like, send you a text, 458340. That's right. I've extended it especially for Manx Radio listeners. So today's the day. It's the closing date. (laughs) Excellent. Two great Christmas events. Karen Norton, as always, a great pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning. Thank you very much, Judith. And if you'd like to join in the Christmas Eve meet and eat at Jack's Restaurant on Douglas Prom or find out more about Café Lingo in general, phone or text Karen on 458 340. Like me, you have fond memories of Christmas on the Hill at St John's, the live reenactment of the birth of Jesus, the story at the very heart of our Christmas celebrations. Organised by Fiona and John Anderson and a huge band of helpers drawn from all walks of Ireland life. So, if I told you there's going to be another live reenactment this year, but this time in the centre of Douglas, you'd probably think the idea came once again from the Andersons. And whilst they're hugely involved again, the idea actually came from Douglas Town Centre manager Oliver Cheshire, who has already worked on various smaller projects with Pioneer Minister Reverend Alex Brown. So Oliver knows that Alex loves the chance to bring the message of the gospel out of church to wherever people are. Alex and Oliver join me now to tell us more, but let's start by finding out, from Oliver Cheshire, how it all began. 
I was on a conference in London and there was a lady, the town centre manager from Lisbon in Northern Ireland was saying what they had done the previous Christmas and she said we did this live nativity which was really well received so I got my phone out and I started to message Alex and I think within about 30 seconds he came back to me saying oh yes we could do that and then it was can we have live animals and it just went from there and it's uh, yeah it just grew and grew. When I got the text from Ollie can we do this I just texted Fiona straight away. Fiona, have you still got the costumes and the animals? Can we do it? And she just got back to me and said, yeah, really, really fast, it's a yes. So I got back to Ollie. I think you were still in the same room or the same... that the lady was still speaking, who was, yeah, from <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was literally a couple of minutes, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I've got a massive piece of paper with all the ideas of the things that I want to do in Douglas Town Centre. And I, I kind of bring it to the Douglas Church's Town Centre partnership and say, here's my ideas. Don't know what we should do next. And I'm kind of wait for God to ring one up like which one should we do next so when ollie messaged me and said can we do this and there it was on my piece of paper and i hadn't approached him he'd approached me it just seemed right and then i like fiona had a dream team before i I got my head around okay who would i want to be involved in making this happen i contacted all of them and literally every single person the same day said to me i yes i want to be involved We'd had such a good experience with Christmas on the Hill and we'd seen that people enjoy these things and wanted to be part of it. Oliver, I'd like to come back to you now. It's going to be the 19th of December. It's the last late shopping night. So how is it being received amongst the, all the, the businesses? How are the shops receiving it? All very excited, all looking forward to it. And I think it's going to create a nice buzz for the last late night Thursday shopping of December and just, I think, get everyone in that Christmas spirit. So it should be good. Now, there's two performances. The, the performances are at six o'clock and half past seven. And Villiers Square, it's just really in front of Marks and Spencers, isn't it? Just opposite where the old post office used to be. Yeah, so there's the, the best way in is from Regent Street and just uh, down the lane and... Yeah. There we are. Now, it is, as we've said, and all the publicity completely free, but people, for safety's sake, do need to have a ticket because it has to be restricted number of people for each performance. That's right, yeah. We've got it. So it's so 1,500 people per performance, so please do register for tickets. There's still still quite a few available. So Yeah, for both of the performances. And it's quite simple. It's pioneerdouglas.im. Pioneerdouglas, all one word pioneerdouglas.im go on that website and you can just get your tickets for whichever performance that's it there's an eventbrite on there and it's really simple to do it's just first name surname and email address and that's you registered and if you don't like doing things online you can pop into ollie and the town centre management place so what's the car park you're next to uh, shores brow we're based at 13 church street so we've already uh, done tickets for a couple of people who don't have internet access and it is good that there is something for people who haven't got internet access they can pop in number 13 church street and somebody will print off a ticket for them that's great yes alex coming back to you everybody said yes but you've still got to draw the whole thing together looking at what fiona did last time how she got different community groups involved so i am the kind of narrator who takes us through the whole story but every time there's a key point of the story i've got a different outside group who comes in and does something for that. Uh, so we'll do a big introduction, uh, and then we're going to start the Salvation Army Band, are one of the groups that are helping, so that they're going to do the music, everyone's going to sing a carol. And then as Mary and Joseph come in, we've got a small choir who are going to sing um, Mary Did You Know, to kind of woo them to the stable. And then when they get to the stable, then we say the next part. Uh, then when the shepherds are in the field, so the shepherds are going to be in amongst the audience with real sheep and goats, and uh, when the angels appear for them, the angels are a, a dance group for, from the QE2. 
So the sixth form dancers who are going to come on do a quite a contemporary field dance on the stage and they're going to bring the uh, shepherds in. Uh, and then we've also got a Manx but Eastern feel live music for us we're on a, a accordion. And we've got Jenna, who's our choir director. She's going to be on a flute and they're going to do some Eastern sounding music as the wise people come in. So we've got three completely different things who kind of make it all happen. And then everyone sings a Christmas carol again at the end. So, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And we've got a, a hidden choir who are, are in amongst the normal audience so that as the audience sing, there's this extra kind of feel to the music. Yeah, so it's going to be fantastic. So we've got some spiced apple juice drink, non-alcoholic, and it'll be warm, not hot. We really wanted to give some, something that would warm the inside of people in case it's freezing cold, but we didn't want to give anything away too big because actually the point is, after people have been there, they then go away into town centre and get themselves a coffee or go shopping or something as well. So a huge part of it is to is to bless not just the community of Douglas, but all the shopping people as well, that, that actually it brings life to the whole of the town centre. So yes, it brings inner life and external life all at the same time. We want people to come actually into the square and be part of the story. But also, you will be able to hear the singing, you'll be able to hear the music. It's going to make a tremendous atmosphere around the area. Do you know whenever you're planning an event, you always put yourself in the, the shoes of someone attending the event and when I imagine myself stood there in the middle of Villiers with a, a sheep next to me and watching the show it really excites me I think it's going to be fantastic I really do. There must be a cost aspect involved in this I mean just the use of the square itself who who has made that possible Oliver? Uh, well the square is owned by the Tavia group I deal with a chap called Kieran there so I called him up gave him the ideas of what we had planned when I mentioned live animals I thought he might panic a bit but he just responded and said sounds exciting crack on so big thank you to the guys at Tavir. It's uh, really kind of them to allow us to use the square. We don't have many large spaces in the town centre and Villiers Square is the biggest space. We're just very lucky that the owners are so good with us so we appreciate that. Good sound is crucial to anything that you do in open air. So how have you managed that Alex? Ollie put me in touch with a guy called Justin from ELS. I kind of pitched it to him. I gave him a little diagram of what I wanted. As I started talking about what we wanted to do he just got more and more excited. And he started saying, oh, we could we can build you a stage here and we'll have another stage and we'll put this sound in and this lighting in for you and we'll do a light that's going to track on the building as the, as the kings come in. And I'm thinking, this is never going to happen. I've got a budget of like three or four thousand pounds. And what he's talking about is about nine grand's worth of stuff. So I told that to him. I was like, we, this is my budget. And he went, I think I can get it down a little bit more than that for you. So he's putting a whole load of his own time and his own resources into it because he thinks it's a great idea he said it's going to be a great for the community he really loves it so he wants to to really help it make it happen for us i think he knew that if, if there wasn't good lighting and sound it would be awful and he really believes that it's a good community activity so he's really really helped us a lot oliver when you started this going did you imagine that this is how it was going to end up without a doubt it's much better but no, in all honesty, that Alex's enthusiasm and, and just the contacts he's got and, and what he's put together, it's, it's fantastic. From our side, we've been looking at logistics, paperwork and all that sort of thing. And I'm listening to what you're both saying. And this is for the community, by the community. And for you, Alex, your whole role as Pioneer Minister is to engage with the community. Your role as the town centre manager, is to make the town centre the best possible community experience it can be at any day of the year. So many groups that have come together who are nothing to do with churches, who are coming together to make it happen, but also the fact that the, the hidden choir that we've got 
uh, come from a load of different churches you know and for me getting them together and getting them excited about it as well it's just brilliant i think it's almost every church in douglas has said yes we want to put our name behind this and get involved with it which is just fantastic and, and all the little jobs as well we've got litter pickers we've got animal poo executives you know <laughs> we've got people who are going to be on the doors you know making sure the tickets will come through all of those volunteers you know wherever they come from whoever they are it's it all needs to happen to make it happen it's a great example of how the gospel just pulls people together Thank you to Pioneer Minister Reverend Alex Brown and Douglas Town Centre Manager Oliver Cheshire. And Christmas Live is on Thursday the 19th of December in Villiers Square in Regent Street in the centre of Douglas with performances at 6 o'clock and 7.30pm. Tickets are free but they are essential as numbers for each performance must be limited to keep everyone safe. Download them from pioneerminister.im or if you don't have internet access, pop into Oliver Cheshire's office at 13 Church Street by Shawsbrow Car Park entrance here in Douglas. Thank you for listening to this week's Praise Podcast. There's a new Praise Podcast available every Sunday morning. You can subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. And that's also where you'll find the Praise blog, the latest notice board with lots of information about Advent and Christmas services and concerts. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company and I wish you and those you love the full joy of this Advent season. The Nation Station Manx Radio